0: Well, hey there, skinny peeps. Today is May 16th, 2017, and you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. My name is Bevan Caramello, and it means so much to me to be on this call with you today. Tuesdays at 2 o'clock, it's truly one of my favorite parts of every week. I absolutely love this time with you and this time with God on Tuesday afternoons. So. When God, I just want to share a little something with you guys. Um, When God first nudged me to start this call ministry back in September, I was nervous, and honestly, I was a little overwhelmed. I had been leading Bible studies for years, um, but this call ministry would look totally different, right, because um, it meant not only reading others' ideas and the Bible studies they had written, on God's word, but and, and starting and and talking through those ideas and talking through what God was showing me with people in class, but it starting this ministry, this the weekly skinny really meant that I was going to have to start stepping out of my comfort zone and start voicing my own ideas about God's word and talking openly about what God has been showing me and what he's leading me to share with you as I spend time Um, Each day with him in prayer and in his word. So over time, eventually, when I finally got there, I laid my fears and my insecurities at his feet um, as I began to acknowledge and confess that these calls would be worth it, okay, even if he only used them to reach even one person. That was kind of my conversation with God. Okay, Lord, I'm gonna step out in obedience here. You want this done, I will do it, right? I don't know exactly what I'm doing and I'm not very tech savvy. I've never used this technology. Um, But if, if you want this done, even if it means just to reach even one person for you, for your glory, then it'll be worth it. Well, fast forward here all these months later and we are growing, and I'm I'm really excited to share that with you guys. God is showing up here week after week and continuing to bless me with His message, right? With His blessed, with His message to share. Because honestly, if He doesn't show up, I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, and you guys text me, um, and and email me, and message me throughout the week after you've listened, and I'm just blown away by the ways God is using um, the weekly skinny to touch lives. Um, really I I say that so sincerely Um, so he's working and he's growing this call and I am thrilled and humbled by it Um, that said I want you guys to be looking for some fun new changes in the future not immediate future but coming up um, as we have some exciting stuff in the works including some possible guest speakers from time to time who are going to be popping in to um, share what God has been teaching them as they're in the word too. So please continue to invite your friends and family, anyone really, anyone who you think would like to plug in each week um, right here with us. You can text or message them with the call graphic that I've posted in our Weekly Skinny Facebook page. It has all the call information on it. Okay, so it's got the, the phone number for the live call, and then it's also got the phone number for the playback, and the code to get into those calls is the same. Um, or you can simply add them if you've got people that you think would want to plug in with us. Um, you can add them to our Weekly Skinny Facebook page. All of our calls are posted there under the Files tab as well, okay? Today we are wrapping up our series on the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians 5, and 23, and we are going to be hitting this one hard, okay? So get your Bibles out and a pen and paper, and here we go, right, for self-control, okay? It's the, um, the last one in our list here. All right, so here we go. Let's jump right in. It's going to be a big one today. <laughs> so first of all, why do we need self-control? That's where we're going to start, okay? Why do we need self-control? And then second, why should we want it, Okay. Remember, the characteristics listed in the fruit of the Spirit can only be lived out the way God wants them expressed in us and, it wa- and wants them expressed through us, wants other people to see these characteristics in us. That can only be done by his Holy Spirit that lives in us, okay? Remember, we've talked about this, that, that left alone, we are not capable of living out these godly qualities like he wants us to like he wants them lived okay so why do we need self-control turn with me to proverbs 25 verse 28 if you don't have your bibles uh if you don't have your bible with you today that's okay i'm going to read these verses out loud for us you. you can always go back and find the verses later as um you doing further studying and time with god okay Proverbs twenty five twenty eight. it says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. That's a pretty great visual, right? Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. A city with no walls, okay? Back in biblical days, a city with no walls was left completely exposed, right? And, and vulnerable to attack. So without, without self-control, you guys, we are just one bad decision away from disaster. So I want us to picture ourselves that way. I want us to picture ourselves as, as a sea that's just left completely vulnerable without self-control. That's what we are, okay? And we're going to keep moving forward pretty quickly through, through some verses here, and then we're going to tie it all together at the end. Another verse found in Proverbs, turn to Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23. And it says, he will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. He will die, right? He will be lost because of his foolishness, death and, and being lost. Those are, are, are pretty, um, pretty big descriptions right there. So we will see here today how a lack of self-control actually leads to death, death of different things, depending, depending on what our lack of self-control, what area of our life that shows up, right? If we have a lack of self-control over lust in our lives, and we make mistakes in our marriage and we cheat, that can lead to death of a marriage, death of a love. If we have a lack of self-control over food, it could literally lead to to death. As our our bodies are not healthy, we can become obese and and we can become sick. If we have a lack of self-control over drug abuse or alcohol, it can literally lead to death lack of self-control, if we drink and drive, we could crash our car, we could actually kill somebody else. So we're going to keep going, but hang on to that idea. We're going to touch on it again. Okay, turn with me again, this time to the New Testament. We are going to be in Second Timothy, chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. Okay. It says, there will be terrible times in the last days. Last days are happening right now, okay? Whenever you see that in the Bible, um, the end times or the end days, the last days, that's that's current. That is all days after Christ, after his death on the cross, and then his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. So from the very beginning of Christianity, the early church, all the way until his second coming. Those are the last days. It says, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Verse 3 goes on to say, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. There's our quality right there. Without self-control, brutal, Not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. We can hardly believe it, right? Are you as shocked as me? People without self-control are listed along with all these other ungodly qualities. We get such a contrast here of godly and and then ungodly qualities, right? And Without self-control is right here, listed with brutal, abusive, ungrateful, unholy, what else? Treacherous, rash, conceited, right there with it, is without self-control. All right, so we're starting to see here why we need self-control, right? Why we should want it. Okay, one of our key verses for today is found in 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to read it for us. I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture to you guys today, but I promise I'm going to tie it all together. Well, at least I'm going to attempt to. God's going to tie it all together. I pray. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, Every, this is Paul talking, by the way. Okay, guys, in his letter to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul says, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. And there it is. I will not be mastered by anything. Keep this verse in your mind. As we move forward today and meditate on it this week as you're praying about what God desires for you in the area of self control, okay, we've got to ask ourselves, what has mastered me? It really got me thinking, what has mastered me? When I heard a quote. Earlier this week, my husband and I, my whole family, actually, we were on a road trip for my grandmother's 90th birthday, and we drove up to Oklahoma to celebrate that. And, um, on the way there, on the way back, my husband and I were listening to, um, it's called Screwtape Letters. It's now an audio version of an old book that C.S. Lewis wrote. And um, he said something that just has stuck with me. I have not been able to get out of my head and I'm I'm paraphrasing here but basically he says any extreme other than extreme devotion to the father can be used by the enemy okay so he said something something pretty similar to that and I just really feel, feel like that speaks to what we're talking about here today with self control any extreme other than extreme devotion to the father can be used by the enemy. And guys, I apologize if you can hear my dog barking in the background. That is Cheerio. You guys know he likes to um, show up on these calls from time to time. <laughs> he doesn't want to be left out, so he's talking to you, and he'll quiet down eventually. So if you hear anything in the background, that's what that is. All right. Turn with me to Philippians 4.8. I feel like this gives us some, some instruction In this area okay about extremes it says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praise excuse me praiseworthy think about such things Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, if it's excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay, so this bodes the question. We're trying to remember we're thinking here about self-control, and we don't want to be mastered by anything, right? What's mastered us? Another question here that we really need to ask ourselves: what Consumes the majority of my thoughts. And you guys, this can be anything. Remember, any extreme other than extreme devotion to the Father can be used by the enemy. I love that quote here. Any extreme. So, what's consuming the majority of your thoughts could be finances, could be exercise, it could be. Worry, what are you worrying about? It could be your career, it can be alcohol, sex, food, how much to eat, how, how much not to eat, or the diet. What's consuming your thoughts? Sleep, family, kids, bitterness, anger, that, that, that thing that you just can't let go of, you just can't forgive her for, or you just can't forgive him for drugs, alcohol, security, maybe just your your safety, your security. All of these things can become extreme when we lack self-control over them, some of them on different levels, obviously. You know, sex used in the way God intended it is not a bad thing. Food, we need it to live, right? To survive, it's not a bad thing. Sleep, we've got to have it. But anything that we don't exercise self-control over through the power of the Holy Spirit in us can become extreme. And that means it can be used by the enemy, right? Meaning, all of these things can be used against us by the enemy. So what do we do about it? I think the book of Hebrews gives us some more good advice on this. Hebrews 12.1 says, Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us Run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. How do we throw off what's hindering us? What in that list jumped out at you? The sin that so easily entangles us so that we can run this race with perseverance. How do we throw that off? Verse 2 tells us. Right, we just read it. We fix our eyes on Jesus. Okay, here's another verse for us. Back to the Gospels. Mark 1436. And this is where we are gonna tie it all together and wrap it up. Mark 1436 says this is Jesus talking here, okay, right before um the time of his crucifixion, right, for the hour of his crucifixion has come. And he had gone off into the garden to pray. And right here he says, Abba Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. This just jumped off the pages of my Bible this week because I was preparing for this call. Jesus, His name means Emmanuel, right? God with us. God here on earth with us. He's both fully—he's fully God, fully God, fully human, and completely capable of doing whatever he chose to do. He chose in this moment. He chose complete self-control right? Yielding to the will of his Abba Father. Just, it's, it's so beautiful here because we see the one who could do anything he chose, choosing self-control. And so it got me thinking, you know, self-control is, we usually look at it as what we can't do, right? Don't do too much of it, whatever it is. That we need self control over. But it got me thinking here as we look at Jesus, this perfect example of self control, yielding to the Father. What if we think of of what self control means in terms of what we can do, what we are freed up to do? Christ showed restraint here, right? He shows perfect self control. And he was then fully able to complete the work God had called him to do on the cross. He was then able to be who God had made him to be, the savior of the world. He was completely capable by choosing self-control, the one who could have chosen anything, to do anything. By choosing self-control, he hides on the cross for our sins and becomes the savior of the world by stopping whatever behavior or habit or thought process it is that God is directing us to exhibit self-control over. It actually frees us up to do what we should be doing and what God has planned for us. Do you guys see it? What he what planned for us to do in the first place? It was always God's will for Christ to die on that cross for our sins, and by Christ exhibiting self control over His power to do whatever He chose to do. Remember what Paul was saying: everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything was permissible for Christ. He was God here on earth. He could do whatever He wanted. But he chose to yield, he chose self control, he chose to do what God had called him to do and to be who God had called him to be. And we know, right? We know that God's plans are always for our good. Right? We know it. You know, there's a, a verse in Jeremiah that I'm sure some of us are, are familiar with. It's in uh Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven. It says for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. We know that God's plans for us are good. Okay, but I want us to go a little further. I want us to keep reading. So often we stop right there. We, just do, we read 2911 and we stop. I want us to read a little bit further because this was big for me as God was tying it all together this call keep going verse 12 through 14 he goes on to say then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart i will be found by you declares the lord and here it is and will bring you back from captivity How many of us feel held captive by the places in our life that show little or no self-control? By seeking him with all of our heart, we find him and he then brings us out of captivity. You guys, Self-control is not meant to hold us back. It's meant to free us. Just because it's permissible does not mean it's beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Will you guys pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, um, we praise you, Lord. We praise you this afternoon for being the God who gives us self-control through your Holy Spirit in us, the God who has perfect self-control. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for the self-control that you exhibited In your crucifixion and your death by yielding to the Father. What an example it is for us. Lord, we just confess that in the area of self-control so often we are so lacking. And there's a part of us, Lord, that just clings to these things in abundance and gluttony, these things that are just not good for us. Lord, would you free us from the chains. We free us from the captivity, from these places that hold us captive because we just haven't surrendered them to you. Would you give us the power through your Holy Spirit, Lord, to show self-control over the places in our lives where we need it most. And Lord, would you help us to see it As you want us to see it, that it is not there to hold us back, but it is you give us self-control to free us, Lord, to free us up to be all that you've called us to be and to do all that you've called us to do. Lord, would you please continue to work in our hearts and in our minds this week moving forward? Would you bring these verses back to mind? Would you tie it all together in the minds of each person listening to this call? Because it's a lot, Lord. These these are a lot of verses. This is a lot of scripture, a lot of powerful, there's a powerful message here today. If you will do with it what only you can do with it in the hearts of each person listening here today, including my own Father. I thank you, Lord, for this time together. I thank you for this call, and I thank you for each, per- each person who's tuned into it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for being on this call with me today. I know this was a big one. I know this is a doozy, and I know I threw a lot of scripture at you. So go back over it in your quiet time with the Lord. Read through these scriptures. Pray over them. I'm going to post them when I post this call. Um, in the weekly skinny facebook page so if you miss some of the scriptures as, as i was going pretty fast that's okay just check out that post you'll be able to find all that scripture there um, so that you can go back over it i'm so glad you were here with me today we are going to be starting a brand new series next week tuesday at two and i hope that i see you back again there until then i pray god blesses you and yours bye for now